that seems to be a really hard thing for a lot of people. They think moving forward means they have to forget their their spouse or something. And and I, I think it couldn't be further from the truth. You you honor that person um, by moving forward and enjoying your life because that if they loved you, that's what they want for you. Welcome to the Camp BP Uncensored podcast, our 99th episode drop. We are so excited to have you here with our guest, Laura Matthews, as we continue our part two conversation of We Are All Connected by Death. Laura is a coach for widows and all about being resilient post the loss of mourning a loved one. Join us, grab that coffee and cannoli, because here we go. I think we have our blinders on so many things, even, um, you know, boundaries and and just um, noticing how you spend your time. You know, I a coach had told me, you know, don't watch the news so much. You know, I, I usually watch one news program, but I used to have NPR on all the time. And I have to admit, it really helps because so all the right. vitriol with the with the politics really gets to me. So I just, you know, I can't do anything about it. It doesn't serve me. So I, you know, focus on different things and, and I replace that time with meditation or or something like that. But um and and you know, also people, people don't realize that, you know, well, they've, you know, we've been friends forever, but you know, that friend may be pulling you down. Um, you may need to to reassess how you approach that friend and and you know um you know give some more guidance on on things that you know what you need to support you rather than um rather than have them be asking things that put make you uncomfortable or or make you feel badly or or whatever because they don't understand. It's so, so true. It's so true. I mean, you know this about me. I'm in remission for going through ovarian cancer when, you know, we were doing work together, um, meeting in our, in our coaching group. And um, it was amazing, you know, and, and I have, like, you learned the importance of cleaning house if you need to clean house. I mean, we've talked about cleaning house another way, but this is another form of cleaning houses. It's not about like all of a sudden you're all that in a slice of bread and now none of you matter to me. No, it's who brings value to the table and, and, you know, you thrive being with whatever that is or who pulls you down. And I call it like the crabs in the bucket like the crab that's trying to get out and all the other crabs are pulling down the crab because they don't want to leave the bucket. And as you grow and you start to plant your stakes in the ground, people are going to notice. So -hmm. those who've known you 10 years back are going to, if they're paying attention, are going to notice your evolution 
and where you're at now and what are you doing and how did you get there? I know for myself, you know, it was a real challenge for me uh, unexpectedly because I think of myself as entrepreneurial minded and I'd like to think that, you know, that is my dream to be independently wealthy in time management. I don't know anybody else who doesn't really seek that out. I mean, you know, I, 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 who doesn't, but my point is, is that in taking action with things, I found it truly uncomfortable because of what other people would think because of, you know, my own limited beliefs that I didn't even know I had, but mostly, and I'm not going to mostly because environments I was around. And I didn't realize that that was becoming barnacles on my boat. Mm. And it's actually taken me three years and it's going to take, I think it's going to take me a little longer not because you can't just erase it and cut the cord and make that happen. I'm not saying that it's just because of some of my own, um, things logistically that, you know, I want to, I, I'm like a good girl. I like to cross the T's and dot the I's, you know, and not do anything that I'm not supposed to do, so to speak. Um, (laughs) So it's funny because, you know, in my exploration and in my taking action blindly, and this goes back to people expanding themselves and, and taking that leap of faith. Um, you know, did all these masterful things come forward that I could never have imagined and going through ovarian cancer, because even though I've been back into the workplace and on films and television and that series, and I had to leave the project that I was on, I had to step away from it, which I've never had to do in my entire career. Um, what I was grateful for was because of not only the hair thing, the hair product service that I offered. And then I launched this meditation group because I realized like in April of the pandemic 2020, people were like sinking and they needed a, they needed a ring buoy. And so I threw up the ring buoy of a wealth meditation group for 30 days. And every day I launched a lesson. I did not charge a dime. It was just a free offer and people globbed onto it. And that's awesome. some saw through and some didn't, and it doesn't matter. It was just there to like take you out of your, your own stuff. As soon as that happened, and I completed that with that group, did I then get broached an approach to partner and launch, help launch this athleisure company, this lifestyle brand that's going to, the goal is to go global. I will tell you that ultimately is what saved me through these last three years, going back to the importance of community. Hmm. Because all of these women, whether it was loss of job, death, divorce, being single, working multiple jobs, being in the, the world of athleticism or not, love leggings or not, I don't know any woman who does not want a source of income or an extra source of income, but more importantly, to be loved and supported in a loving, supportive way. Yeah. Much like what you've created for your widows, I would imagine, whether it's one-on-one or in group or both. And 
my point to all of this is, is the importance of creating those things for oneself because there's been plenty of time by myself over this period of three years where if I didn't have those, if I hadn't taken those risks and I didn't put myself out there, I would never have launched this podcast. I would never have launched the brand. I would never have lost weight. I would never have started again moving my body. I would, it, it's not never. I just, because I've always been those, you know, able to do those things. I just needed to do it again and hope that, you know, I do this differently this time. But all these things that then when ovarian cancer came forward, a life or death situation, you know, I had the tools in my box to forge ahead. And then because of what I learned from my coaches of sharing your story and the importance of that and how you never know who needs to hear it, which is like this conversation, how that empowered other people and how it made people want to follow. And maybe, <laughs> let's face it, maybe nine out of 10 were just being voyeuristic and they just wanted to see Felicia lose her hair and like what that process was. Or, And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, just like, you know, you know, I had this quite a head of hair. Beautiful hair, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it doesn't matter if you do or if you don't, it's, you know, um, there's nothing wrong with saying people are voyeuristic. It's just, you know, people, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, driving on the road and, you know, the looky-loo mentality. But I do believe that community is what served me, what kept me invigorated, kept me inspired, yeah. kept me showing up for myself as well as potentially for others who then got to like, trust, and want to know more. Mm -hmm. yeah. which leads me back to you because I believe that you going through this process, whether publicly or privately, the leverage of social media, we both have to agree going back to international business mm -hmm. has made us in a playing field that's borderless. Yes. That's endless. Yeah. And what people, I think, especially, not especially of a certain age, but those who weren't raised around computers and taught in educational systems, the, 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 the leverage, the, the, the opportunities to connect safely with people. Look, you and I didn't know each other three years ago. Right. Yeah. We just yeah. didn't. Yeah. I didn't know our coach three years ago. Right. I and didn't I'm, know my I, producers three years ago. I didn't know my weight loss coach three years ago. I don't didn't know my trainer three years ago, all through social media. Yeah. And ironically, um, I'm not into life coaches. I'm not into I, I, I you know, this is just me. Um, and I've been told I should I would make a great life coach. I don't like that title. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it's just not my, <laughs> not my thing. Um, I think, though, with that said, when you have something like you have to offer people with perspective and opportunity to help them move the needle forward. Thank you. Needle forward. I, I was like, <laughs> what am I saying? 
<laughs> that is what people need more than they ever realize. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Which, which is why I say we don't do it alone and we right. do need community. Right. So um, when you came up with the idea and you started to put it into place with the help of your coach, um, what did you learn about yourself in the process? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I, I learned that I had a lot of fears I had to face, really. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an introvert. I don't feel comfortable on camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you know, I get it. Um, and even actually a really big lesson was that um, I had trouble finding my voice. I, I kind of, um, I had a hard time sort of um, feeling that my opinion mattered. And so that was a real um, transition to try to say, yeah, to try, try to say, I'm a coach and I know what I'm doing. So, um, but yeah, it, it, you know, it's amazing how, you know, you push yourself a little bit more and a little bit more out of your comfort zone and, and that's where growth happens. And that's, that's amazing to, to find. Yeah, and it. there's no right or wrong way. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. You know, I mean, in coaching world, I mean, I can see it in affiliate in affiliate marketing world. You know, people are always like, you know, do it fast, do it this, get out there, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's going to do it their own way. I'm not saying don't do it fast. I'm not saying don't do it with, you know, excitement. I'm not saying any of that. But um, that's also a possible way of not making people feel worthy of like showing up being like you or what, because then people can go into comparison games. I'm not good enough. Um, I don't have the voice. Like you said, I don't have the experience to bring to the table. I don't know what I'm talking about. That applies to everything. Don't you think like you can think about that as a little girl and go, Oh, I had that feeling back then too. Yeah. Yeah, I was fearful. I didn't want to use my voice. I didn't know how. I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to be heard. But inside, did you want to be seen and heard? Um, I think inside I had to to realize that I I really have something important to share. So yeah, yeah, I I definitely wanted to share that because I feel, I, you know, I really feel that every woman has what everything they need inside them they just need somebody to help them pull it out and and take a look at it and and utilize it so um yeah i i agree with that that's also why i launched this podcast as i'd wanted to do a long time ago that i think you know <laughs> but ironically it was a friend that had triggered this idea we have these very stream of consciousness conversations. And I was like, God, if I was a fly on the wall, I'd love this conversation. (laughs) And so I proposed this idea to him. And now it has to be about a decade ago. And when I use the word podcast, he looked at me like I was speaking Hebrew. Oh, (laughs) and because nobody was talking about podcasts, then podcasts have only really come into their own in the last three years. And the truth is most people aren't even monetizing. They're doing it out of the passion because Mm -hmm. they need to do this or Mm -hmm. talk about a certain subject. For me, I love people. Mm -hmm. I'm curious what makes them tick. 
I'm curious how they became who they became and where they're going. And I want to, and, and as a, somebody who was a camp counselor who liked to take young girls and make them fearless and support them and love on them and help them find their wings, I knew that that was something, something and I've done this with actors, but it's a different world that not everybody, like, a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an, it's too, I, it's, to, and maybe it's too ego driven or something or like who do you think you are and I've gotten a lot of those feelings throughout my career I don't think I'm anybody but Felicia like you know that just happens to have this experience but when people started saying to me oh my god you need to write a book because you've got all these life experiences that nobody would believe <laughs> did the podcast seem more like that's something bring to light and to have conversations that maybe some people, I mean, first off, we're so detached as a society that people aren't actually taking the time to sit down face to face, let alone for potentially two hours. Right. <laughs> people are always like, how, what am I going to say for two hours? I'm like, trust me, you don't have to worry about this. You know how to talk. And I, I know how to ask questions. And I know how to talk. So the combination is going to be great. We're going to have fun, no matter the subject matter. Um, but I want to get back to, you know, and that's why I'm grateful that I launched this with the help of my producers, who ironically, I'm going to meet for the very first time this coming Saturday, after a year and a half, almost two years of producing this podcast, dropping an episode every week through wow. all things. Wow. And um, all my own passion project, wow. all financed by myself. And um, some would call that crazy. <laughs> I call it hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. I call it like believing that there's something ahead that, you know, will manifest for the good of all. Right. Like yeah. I think listening to our conversation could be very helpful. And we haven't even gotten into like certain details that we want to talk about, but how can this conversation not already be helpful? Because we've already gleaned a half a dozen things, minimum of life experiences that can be applicable to anybody. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I know it's really important to you to talk about the importance of being able to talk about death and what that means, what that means in society, what that means regarding all, you know, just the subject in general, how that, you know, it's kind of like this. This is what I'm going to just say. It's like when you get cancer, people either run towards you or run away. Yeah. Oh, it's exactly when you lose a spouse. <laughs> they either run towards you or they run away. Right? Right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. You can't define that because yeah. everybody's experience is going to be different. Right. Yeah, but I, I just I feel like it's it's like the boogeyman, you know. I I, mm -hmm. I do you, I don't, I never thought about it as the same as cancer. Um, I have had cancer, but I didn't have a terrible cancer. Um, but, but I, I feel like death is just, uh, people, 
are really put off by it. And, and like you said, that they, they don't, you know, they maybe get suspicious of you or, um, you know, they just don't want to be around you or, you know, or they try a little bit and, you know, especially widows who are, you know, especially in the first year, you know, a lot of widows, you know, you want to be invited, but, but you often will probably say no, because you're not ready to get out there and, and socialize. And, and, you know, you're afraid that you're going to just start crying in the middle of, yeah. of, of nowhere. And that's not socially acceptable in normal circles. Yeah with widows yeah. it is <laughs> yeah yeah no I think sadly you are right and I don't I mean I think that that's true I think uh, listen my, like again an example my going public with my cancer mm-hmm. I knew it was a huge risk it was scary mm-hmm. it was scary that I was putting it out into the world yeah what I was going through yeah I never did a selfie three until three years ago. I never went onto these formats until three years ago. And I'm just kind of like a living sculpture, kind of carving out my way, you know, trying this a little bit, trying that, you know, trying to be consistent. But going back to death, I mean, it's like the big unknown. It's kind of like, God, how do you formulate that idea? You know, and everybody's going to come back at you differently. Oh, my God, I have total belief in God. And I, you know, pray to God 24-7. And he, she, or it makes my miracles occur. But death is still going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Did you all of a sudden question God because the person you <laughs> love died? Do you, well, you know? Actually, that's a thing. That That mm-hmm. is a thing. I um I know many people who have, and, and it's very uncomfortable because of all, you know, you think that that's consistent, but there's, you know, it's normal to be, to be mad at, at God or, or whoever you consider, you know, because it doesn't seem fair, you know, and, um, you know, it's not, it's not apparent to you why these things are happening to you until you can make the shift and, and start thinking, they're happening for you and you're learning along the way and and there's something that you're going to to utilize that for it's interesting that you said that because it's kind of the the application of a cup half, half full versus half empty mentality mindset and you know as well as i everything starts with the mind and the mindset and the willingness to have growth mindset or again you know I learned a lot at the beginning of three years just do it messy you don't have to have all the answers just do it because it it will get figured out through time and it's always going to change so you don't have to like you know and for for people like and I would imagine yourself as well being the good midwest girls that we are And we love our West Coast girls and our East Coast girls and our worldly <laughs> girls. But I'm saying that, you know, there's something that comes with like a loyalty, a work ethic, or being good, being dedicated, you know, like showing up and doing what you've asked, been asked to do. And so whether you are a good student or a good pianist or a good Girl Scout or whatever, you made sure you did what you were supposed to do. 
And, you know, it didn't mean you weren't a troublemaker. It didn't mean you didn't do things perfectly. But the intention was to deliver. Mm-hmm. We might not have looked at it that way analytically, but that was what we were doing. Yeah. I know for myself, for somebody who, you know, won awards for what I do, all that, I still every day have to show up and recreate or do something new or whatever the case may be. But being a perfectionist, like I was a trained medical illustrator. Hello, you can't screw with the anatomy. Like, you know, (laughs) it is what it is. (laughs) Um, You know, to like all of a sudden be in the wild, wild west, which is like a, a death, a widow. Now this is a new journey. You yeah. have to just be willing to just, I mean, yeah, you may be curled up in bed for a little bit, but you, but, but it is the getting up and getting dressed and making yourself a cup of coffee and writing, you know, your feelings down and maybe having a conversation with a person that day or every other day or walking the dog or just getting outside and sitting in the sun and letting the vitamin D get on your face or taking a walk around the block or go get at your favorite burger, whatever. I mean, like, these are all just like, right. Little action things that people need to do no matter what they go through. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, there's a, um, uh, a show on it's Ricky Gervais. I think it's on Amazon prime, but um, it's called afterlife. And it's the closest thing I've seen to how it really feels to lose somebody. And, you know, like there's this one, uh, he has a dog and he says, well, I can't commit suicide because I have the dog. I have to take care of the dog. And, you know, he right. goes to the, the, the store and he buys one can of dog food <laughs> because, you know, you, your mind can't think beyond that. I, I just, it's, it's, <laughs> it's right no. now. It's all I can handle at that point. Yeah. So. Right before you. It's true. And, um, you know, I mean, it just kind of goes back to the planning part. Like what, what can you like get off your, you know, plate that's already in place to the best of your ability, of course. Um, and even with that doesn't mean that, you know, you're not going to be faced with a toilet paper roll list of other things. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so getting back to uh people dealing with death because they're too afraid to engage in that conversation. Cause I think it's really fear based. Oh yeah. You know, we kind of right deal with fear and insecurity. So I think that is really fear based because I think it is the fear of the unknown, the fear of loss, the fear of everything you're creating might come to an end. And sadly for all of us, it will in one and, you know, I think some religions have too have made it, made people very fearful. They've sort of played on that fear and um, yeah. it, it makes it a lot more uncomfortable when you, yeah. you get toward those, toward the end. Um, but yeah, I, I just want people to be more open to it, but I guess in general, I want people to be more open-minded because <laughs> just, um you know, it's a, it's a, it's a journey. I mean, (laughs) 
I don't know what to say. Yeah. Well, I know what came up for me. The irony is we're all connected by death. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. The ultimate connection is we're all going to die. Yeah, it's true. How mind blowing is that? So like, (laughs) why aren't we like taking advantage of the, the now? Right. Because we're all, we're all in the same boat. We're all going to die. We don't know how, but we're all going to. Nobody is impervious to this journey of like living beyond a certain amount of time due to circumstances. And I think you can back that out. I mean, because people are so afraid of death, they refuse to to deal with it. And so then they don't mm-hmm. have the, the living will or they, they don't have a will or they, you know, mm-hmm. they don't want to have those conversations with their loved ones. And, and those things are necessary. They really, they are, they, they're necessary to, and, that's and when you bring third, go, I'm sorry, go ahead, sweetie. No, no, go ahead. No, that's when you just like bring a third party in, whether it's a coach or an attorney or whatever. So you're like being guided by somebody who knows how to guide you in a way that doesn't feel invasive, but feels like you're actually taking care of each other. The best way you can take care of your loved ones is by taking care of your business. Look at, I say this and I pray. I always pray. (laughs) Because, you know, it's not that there's any secrets, but you just feel like, I don't want to like, find. I was talking to my best childhood friend the other day who became a cop at age 18, very much like in our world. And, and she's been a cop, retired at 30 years, and then it's now part of the federal marshals system. Oh. But her husband, like my father, died unexpectedly at a young age, like didn't wake up off the couch and left her, you know, a widow with two young kids. And she just told me all these years later that it wasn't that, it wasn't that he didn't have health problems. He did have health problems. And I don't, but I don't think that they expected the outcome. Yeah. And then the outcome occurred. But what also occurred was his mortality was like, well, I'm going to just go spend all the money because I'm not going to necessarily be here. Leaving her with credit card bills to clean up. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's another conversation about like, you know, the importance of responsibility and accountability to one another and you may not want to be accountable and responsible but if you're affecting others as we all do like a rock in the water effect yeah. not so kosher yeah <laughs> not that not that i have the, the blessing to say whether or not but it's just like but but yeah. being a kid of what i saw yeah i lived it yeah. I lived it so much that I know it made a huge impression on me of how I took on fear or how I became fearless, depending upon each and every situation. When it comes to medical stuff, I am fearless. doesn't mean that I'm not concerned, scared of dying. When I was told I had ovarian cancer, I, I just remember I got mad. 
Mm. And I got mad because I've been asking about like something's not right for four months. Oh, wow. so I got really mad because of all the other things that had led up to that point. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, I've been in action for four months. I now have an answer. Now I'm going to go be like all guns, you know, all, all things like get out of my way. I'm going to go create the best team. I'm going to create an outcome of life and living and, um, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to overcome this. And I was lucky. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was lucky because I did all the things I needed to do and align with all the, the, the best people to love and support me and be experts and to hear me and to see me and to want the best outcome for me. But I was definitely the driving force. And I had to be like, I couldn't look to my husband for that. I couldn't look for other people. I could bring them all in and tell them what's going on and how we're going to go about this or just be of action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because of being in action, you are also inspiration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Because now you're, you're showing others how you can be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is what on un unexpectedly was proven to me. Um, and thanks to my coach, my trainer, when she said to me, Felice, you got to document all this since you're diagnosed. You got to document who you got diagnosed. You got to document everything because you never know how this is going to turn out to prove to be exactly your purpose or part of it. And I have to tell you, Laura, like, you know, what are we, seven months later? Or, or maybe going on eight? Um, I'm so thankful she encouraged me to do that. I mean, I had to do the one, I had to be the one to do it. But mm -hmm. she planted that seed. And that seed grew into like being watered and rooted and organically, I started to show up and, um, and start to tell layers of my stories, certainly initially the ovarian cancer part, but how losing my weight and moving my body and being in my athleisure business that gave me the door to open this all up yeah. was my saving grace and why I can now be here publicly mm -hmm hoping to inspire others while I'm working on staying alive. Yeah. 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 You are an inspiration. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. But you know, even with that said, and I, you know, just being transparent, it's like, I still sometimes go, what is my purpose? And where's my navel? And how am I gonna, how am I gonna show up and do that for others? And how can I make that into something that is greater? And, Going back again to your reasoning for you becoming who you became and the importance of the discussion of death mm -hmm. and you wanting to bring that more openly to a table for people to feel more at ease to talk about it, process it, and win, get on with their life. Yeah. Not like, not forget your memories and forget the value of those relationships, but who you are here to be or yeah. continue to be, right? Yeah, that's that seems to be a really hard thing for a lot of people. They think moving forward means they have to forget their 
their spouse or something. And, and I, I think it couldn't be further from the truth. You, you honor that person um, by moving forward and enjoying your life because that, if they loved you, that's what they want for you. A hundred percent. And, you know, and it reminds me of my grandmother on my, my mother's side who, you know, though she had had a business in her house as a hairdresser, he hadn't done it for a very long time. And my grandfather, God love him, really made a great life for her. And so everything was in place. And it wasn't that she didn't pay the bills and stuff, but, you know, it was only in the 70s that women got the opportunity to actually have their own name and bank account and buy a more and buy a house and, you know, sign a check, all those things, right? So now you're talking about a woman who, like, in 1983, I don't know, she had to have been, you know, maybe in her 70s at that point and, 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 and came from that generation of Depression era, yeah. um, you know, individuals and, and immigrant, you know, families and all those things. And it was always the Mrs. Her name and the, his name, the surname. And, um, but actually it was always Mrs. His name and his surname until it wasn't. <laughs> and I remember um, thinking, as I'm sure the rest of the family did, how is Nana gonna go forward? How is she going to manage? Mm-hmm. And I have to say that I think a, because my grandfather had so much, so many ducks in a row, it made it streamlined. And my grandmother had a will, power to mm. go forward. She had her family. She loved baking. She loved writing funny jokes. She <laughs> loved her soap operas. Awesome. She loved, you know, whatever, whatever it was that motivated her collectively over the years ended up being another 19 years of valuable life contribution, like huge contribution. Yeah. Yeah. That's lovely. That's really lovely. And she's just an example of, I think, all of us who are capable, we just have to allow for ourselves to walk through that door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly easier said than done under the circumstances of loss. Yeah. Painful. It's heartbreaking. You have lost your identity on a certain level. You may have a lot of cleaning up to do. Right. A lot to overcome. Um, And it may even interrupt your natural flow of what you normally do. Oh, sure. Yeah. Which is why I think all those um, emotions can come up from anger to resentment to, you know, sadness to, excuse me, what the fuck? (laughs) Why? You know, why this happened to me? And, you know, and then it's about not being a victim, but being a victor. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But that um, doesn't look the same for everybody. It's just everybody's gonna do their thing. So coming back to your your offers as a coach, um, I would imagine for those women who made a decision to work with you, have have found it very cathartic. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. They they've told you know I've I've had um, several people say they've just found their spark and they feel like they have a whole new life again ahead of them. Um, you know, it's it the overwhelm and the feeling loss can can really be tough to get out of. And and I was there for a long time, so I know. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, when when you can figure out really what you want and uh, and make plans to do that and start moving in that direction. I mean, that's very, very empowering. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I want to ask you this question. Oh. Uh, so here's Laura, Matt, you know, uh, under the age of 10. <laughs> Who did Laura want to be at, under the age of 10? What were her passions? What was she like? What's oh. What sparked her interests and <laughs> desires and made her happy? Um, gosh, um, under the age of 10, I, I have this affinity for Wisconsin for some reason. My dad, my dad, dad uh, built a little cottage on a, on a, he was the first white man on an Indian reservation. <laughs> um, the, the <laughs> built a little cottage there. So that, that uh, I loved that, and I love that because it was family. Um, you know, my we would spend the whole summer up there when I was a kid, and my and my mother's family. Um, she had a sister that was divorced and had two kids. You know, they didn't have any other way of going and some nice vacation, so they came and hung out, and we had a lot of really good time. And you know, we got two very snowy. Uh, uh, television channels people wouldn't relate to that anymore but <laughs> you know so we played a lot of cards and I painted rocks and uh, we swam a lot in the in the lake so and you probably used your imagination a lot just because yeah. nature was your backdrop definitely yeah definitely yeah so yeah. While enjoying all of that as a little girl under the age of 10, what were the things that you like leaned, leaned into? I, mean, I heard you say about painting rocks and playing cards and all that, but you as Laura, like, do you remember things that you really love doing, whether it's drawing or dancing or listening to music, or you loved a certain TV show that like, that may have been like the, the, the foreshadowing of who you were to become. Curious. Uh, the, the main thing is that I collected these Madame Alexander dolls and I collected them from each country. And, um, <laughs> and, and I really love traveling and I, and I always have, I've now, I think it's been 54 countries I've been to and um, I'll, you know, I'll be, going to many, many more before I die. Uh, but I just, I love and embrace the culture and just trying to understand other people's way of thinking. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, and I lived abroad a few times. Um, most notably, I, I lived abroad right after college. I went and taught English and uh, it was then Czechoslovakia. That's really aging me. But, but, you know, one thing I remember is, uh, and I don't know if every, this is everybody, but um, I remember them, they were very excited when the, um, the dandelions came, because they saw that as a flower. 
And it is. It's not a weed. And it can be. It, it is. I mean, I grew up eating this stuff. You know? You did? Well, I mean, you know, there's different. I mean, I don't know if it was dandelions or something of that nature that there was there was food fair on our table that I mean we grew up like a food network family long before food network I mean I did not lack food I was a very lucky kid but it it also was like didn't matter if you were happy or sad you broke bread and you put on some weight if you had the metabolism of like a little chubby girl but um my point to that is, is that, um, did you think about those things with the, when you, when you were collecting your dolls, do you think you were wondering and, and, uh, imagining what it was like to be in different parts of the planet? Definitely. Definitely. I had this, um, this favorite book about these, this bear family and each of the kids had his own house in a tree and, and, and decorated it in different ways you know one was very sort of scandinavian looking and the other one was very you know modernistic and and just i loved i've always loved to to see different the different ways people express themselves and um and and things they value well and and so like what that brings up for me is that you've always been an expansive, open-minded human being, wanting to learn, curious, uh, the willingness to integrate, the willingness to explore, the willingness to like know that this is just not it, the cabin on the lake, even though that is a foundational place to launch yourself from. But there's a lot of other cabins on lakes from Sweden to Norway to, you know, Australia to, they might call, you know, whether it's a home, a cabin, whatever. But the beautiful thing is that um, unlike everybody or unlike many, what am I trying to say? Unlike everybody who has dreams as a little kid, they don't always consciously manifest it. Mm Mm-hmm. But it also made me think about what you're doing as a purpose and how going back to your coaching program and how you said, you know, you've got all of these people you're integrating with who are from all different countries, how you're traveling virtually with these people as well. And because of that, you're opening yourself up to possibilities of lots of people you can take care of and help guide. Yeah. Very much yeah. true. Very true. Yeah. It's yeah. very cool. So do you feel like you in that way, when you think back to the little girl and then coming forward with all the life, you know, the steps you've taken and the actions you've taken up till now, do you feel like that little girl would be proud of you or what you what you've accomplished thus far? Um yeah, yeah. I I I think she would be um, shocked. You know, I, I would never in a million years have thought I'd be divorced. I, I, I have to say, I mean, I grew up in Kansas. It was relatively um, a conservative place. And, and I don't know if that influenced me, but, you know, I, I honestly thought that people that got divorced just didn't try hard enough. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and I, I will tell you every time I've sort of judged somebody or something, it comes back and knocks me, <laughs> comes back and shows me that it's totally not true. It's really humorous. <laughs> yeah. But you, the beautiful thing is you're aware. <laughs> the beautiful thing is you're, you're living in a consciousness. Not yeah. everybody does. But that's very cool because through that, you get to learn things about yourself that you either do or don't want to repeat and, and grow from that. Um, so getting back to the divorce, a little Laura never, you know, imagined, as nobody, by the way, imagines. Nobody walks down the aisle, so to speak, or goes to the judge or spiritual guide or whatever and puts that unit unit together and goes okay now let's get divorced right let let alone widowed and the other thing that I laugh about Mm -hmm. is you know my parents were together um into my adulthood till my mother died and um um so I didn't know what the difference between a stepbrother and a half-brother and you know that was all just foreign to me and here I ended up being uh, a stepmom and had stepkids and then my my husband had a half brother and you know it was just things got messy the door door behind the door kept opening to another door yeah kind of yeah but I also think it prepared you to become who you become to be more empathetic to have that understanding to be able to relate to be able to help teach. And all that stuff was brought before you as opportunities to then guide others and go, oh, I don't know anything about that. So I can't really talk to you on that matter. Whereas you can. And this is again, not about me, but to share with you why I launched the podcast because there were a lot of things that I had witnessed or gone through that doesn't make me special or different. It just it just is a series of uh, things that, you know, is what it is. But why I think it can make people like you and me um, an asset to others, whether it's a business or a friendship, um, but, a rel- but a real reason to make it into, um, a business for, for the sake of you know, not being like greedy, but because this is how you're formulating your, your experience and your assets into being an expert of what it's like to go through this and how you can be of help and guidance um, and do it in a way that makes people feel safe and heard and has a shoulder to lean on yeah. and a little bit uh, and somebody to, uh, you know, give them a little nudge in the tushy. <laughs> well, and somebody that's not going to judge them because, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of widows are, you know, afraid to admit some of the feelings they have because, uh, you know, say you're in a very religious family, but yet you really are angry at God, you know, how could you mm-hmm. take it? taken him from me or whatever so um yeah just being being open and and accepting I guess of Mm -hmm. of people and and meeting where they are (laughs) yeah 
hundred percent. So at this juncture, um, I'm just curious, is there um, anything that you'd like to share that we haven't touched on? Oh, goodness. Um, I, um, I can't really think of anything. I mean, I, um, I really appreciate you asking me so many questions and, and about my business and, and, um, you know, I, I hope that it comes through how, how genuine and, and authentically I really want to serve and I want to help people. Um, cause I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I've been there. So. Well, I can say to you, not because we're sitting here doing a podcast, but I can say to you that your authenticity is something that I related to not even knowing you, you know, meeting you on a group Zoom. And that just, that just resonates. It just kind of, it just comes out of you energetically. You don't even have to open your mouth. But the beautiful thing is, is that I love that you have taken something that was really, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, difficult, challenging, heartaching, all the things collectively. And you've been able to see the, the importance of what that, that void in our society is, that people don't have the guidance. That people, you know, unless you have a church, like you said, or, or an institution that's organized that, and, and God knows that does not, guarantee anything let's call it yeah. spade to spade um uh or you don't have built-in support systems and even those built-in support systems you need multiple built-in support systems because not and it's like it's ironically like in a relationship you can't look to the other to be the end-all be-all we said this like well we'll probably be part one of this conversation you have to have your outer rings of things that lift you up and it does it's not just one it has it takes many and um i think that what you have realized in your journey um and recognized in what you can bring to the table is really i applaud you because i even remember thinking like well what, uh, how does that work but i think it's genius I think it's absolutely genius that you have this ability to help other widows, men and women, probably more focused on women, but, but that doesn't mean that you're gender centric in one direction that, um, you know, like what a gift, what a gift and what a gift that this journey for you is then paying forward. Thank you. That's very, that's very kind to hear. You're welcome. Well, I thank you for saying yes. I think it was a great conversation. I think we talked about a lot of wonderful, enlightening things, you know, that you don't have to be like, you know, Einstein to have this conversation. We can be two loving human beings who live life and are connecting and sharing what we know, right? what we've experienced. And how yeah. this 
might apply to others. And hopefully anybody who hears this, what will be a two-part conversation since we've spoken for two hours, <laughs> will be, um, you know, something that they enjoy listening to. And whether it applies to themselves or others that they know and love, that they'll yeah. either be more empathetic or more open or more willing or more like not judgy and all the things that we've talked about because at the end of the day, the thing that I did learn as a kid was, I mean, nobody was divorced, nobody had right. lost their businesses and nobody had lost their parent, let right. alone in five months. Right. <laughs> so, um, and yeah. what I learned also was everybody's going to experience death differently. Yeah. And everybody's going to have to find their way. And the importance of getting it out, the importance of finding a way to be self-expressed, whether it's, you know, scribbling on a piece of paper or writing down your thoughts or reaching out to, you know, somebody you trust or in your situation, knowing that there is somebody here who's certified and who is experienced to care for you and help guide you is is just like wow because that I think that is really like a big missing link for many people Definitely. no matter how they experience death whether they you know I have a friend who was um who's from the Netherlands and I remember her spouse they you know they they were able to medically because of laws you know he had the right to choose doesn't make it any easier for the person that's here yeah <laughs> at all right Not yeah, at yeah. All. it's right. loss right. you have to be able to process it right right it's true that's yeah true. so I think that you're a gift and I think that it's wonderful that you recognize what you have to offer and even if you never expected any of these things in a million years the fact that you can like step back take you know stop look and listen and go wow I could really help people with this <laughs> amazing so thank you and I and um I hope you had as much fun around the campfire as I did. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm glad to know, understand what Camp Fifi is. <laughs> I, I didn't get that before, but. So I'll just share Camp Fifi Uncensored came from the fact that as a camp counselor, I was the counselor that a lot of young girls came to for love, guidance, inspiration, make them laugh, maybe make them cry teach them, you know, formulate them. And again, like I said, make them fearless. Fifi is a nickname that came about later in life. Um, there's, and so, and then uncensored is so there isn't anything that I can't talk about or say on this platform so that it's just, you know, all, all like opportunity is just there for the taking. Um, thanks to my producers, we culminated that title. And, uh, you know, and that's why we say where the spirit is young, the soul is wise and life experiences are vast or, well, you know, where we like to talk about everything from soup to nuts or what I like to say from cannolis to egg in the holes and don't forget the s'mores. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all relative. It all comes back to, you know, 
what lights you up, what makes you, you know, curious and what can we share together? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I'm sorry. I was a little nervous this morning because I just uh, hadn't done this before, but yeah, well, I'm happy to have walked you through it because now yeah. you can do a lot. And um, you're very good at facilitating and like pulling, pulling things out. And, and, um, you know, you could tell when I was uncomfortable and you kind of picked up the conversation again. And <laughs> that's good. My pleasure. Really. It's my pleasure. And, you know, it means a lot to me, this, this whole thing, wherever it goes, I know it will forever exist long after myself. Right. Right. You know, and I've the, the beautiful thing about that, ironically, is I even have one guest that no longer is here and I might have gotten his last interview. And, um, you know, and, and that really was a turning point. That was a month into my podcast. Oh, wow. And that was a turning point for me to know the importance of there is not just one kind of person I want to talk to. All people matter. All people bring value. And whomever I'm curious about or what they do, I want to try to make that happen. That's great. That's wonderful. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you for your time. Big hugs and kisses. And um, I think you're on to big things. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of widows out there. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, sadly. <laughs> But for, good, but for good reasons. Yeah. So. Well, I really, I appreciate you um, asking me so much about my, uh, my business and how I got there and, and all of that. Cause I think that will, I, I, I feel like I stutter when I talk, you know, I get nervous you and stutter talking you and, great. <laughs> and, uh, but that allows people to understand sort of where I'm coming from. So yeah, you're human and you're kind and authentic and you're not like some polished diamond in a way. You're a polished diamond, but you're not a diamond that doesn't feel like you can't sit down with it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I know. So trust me, I wouldn't spend two hours with you if I didn't want to. <laughs> and, that, and that sounds... That may sound judgy, but that was not meant to. It meant because I know that you care. And yeah. I love people who care and want better for others. And we all do it in different ways. Yeah. And this is how you do it. And that's, that's an asset and a gift. We can't wait for you to join us next week when we begin season four, our hundredth episode, a huge celebration for the Can't Be Fee Uncensored podcast, where the spirit is young, the soul is wise, and the life stories are vast. We can't wait for you to gather around the campfire with us, where we have authentic connections and conversations with professionals and individuals around all their life experiences, the things that they've overcome, the things that they've been able to create, the things that they make a difference in other people's lives with, and the most enlightening, inspiring, and entertaining stories that we have to offer you. Much love. Come celebrate with us and subscribe and rank and share with all your friends and family because this conversation on the Camp Fifi Uncensored podcast is a thing that we're all in need of. True connection and true conversation. Bye for now.